Characters will go for things and there will be certain times in the story where it just doesn't work out for them. It goes wrong. And watch what the character does. You know, there's lessons in this. Because not everything in life is always going to work out. It's not always going to go perfect. And I'm not saying that, you know, um, you should be getting on a motorcycle and getting into accidents or anything. You know, like we don't want to get fired from our job. We don't want to get broken up with by the person we love if that happens, you know, whatever the example is. But sometimes we find ourselves there. And I want to suggest that, you know, where am I in the plot is sometimes you go, okay, like I tried something and it didn't work. Let me take a moment and assess. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. What part of the plot are you in? I figured I'd just start with the title. That's what this is called. What part of the plot are you in? So in story, you plot out a story. There's these moments, these, I don't know, you can have like a plot outline and there are certain key moments in a story and that's your, that's essentially your plot. Like what happens along the story and in, and the plot is a great way to keep track of a story to kind of understand where you are. Are we in the beginning? Are we in the middle? Are we the end? You know, and there are these kind of key moments in a plot where it's like, um, this is the inciting incident, which might be the moment where the character kind of transitions from what their life is normally like into this big adventure they're about to go on. And then another plot moment, for example, and I'm sure everybody's heard of this, is the climax. The climax is the big confrontation, the big crisis moment where you face the antagonistic force and you either overcome it or you don't. And then the next part of the plot might be into the resolution and the ending and so forth. So what Evan and I decided we talk about today is what part of the plot are you in? Because I think we can all agree, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you're on board with us at all. If this is your first episode, welcome. But if you've listened to anything, Evan and I like to incorporate story into everything we do. It just, it's a, it's an important element. And we've been really venturing into the whole myth of story and how it, how it relates to our life and where it plays a part and why we tell story and why we make our life a story and the benefits of doing that. And uh, yeah, this is an interesting topic because, you know, I'll just say this before I pass it to Evan. If you're kind of like down and out and you're depressed and, and things are just really bad in your life and you're in a, a terrible moment, if that's the ending of the story, then your your story is a tragedy. It's a horrible outcome, right? But what if you're at that moment just before the climax? What if you're at that moment just before the character rises up, finds out who they really are and transcends their old life challenges and be, you know, they're about to launch into something new? I think what happens for people is sometimes we get stuck in a bad moment and we think, oh man, when will this ever end? And how did my life end up this way? Or how did this event turn out this way? Maybe you're in a breakup. Maybe you just lost your job. Sometimes it's just little things, but they feel like the end of the world. But I want to suggest that that's not the end of the story. And 
It might be at a key moment in the story before things get really good, or it might be the beginning of a new story. And you can frame it in the sense that I'm starting off in this really low spot. How high off am I going to be by the end of this story? How cool is that going to be? And what amount of arc and growth and transcendence will I have? Because if I'm starting here, it's only going to get better. But it's all how you frame it. It's all how you look at it. And so the question is, what part of the plot are you in? And we're going to we're gonna adventure into that idea and play around with it. So I'll pass it on to Evan. Yeah, I think this is a great conversation for, for the new year as well. Uh, this isn't the first episode that's released this year, but it's the first recording that we've done in the new year. So we're back from, you know, eating foods and... You know, enjoying the holidays, all that stuff. So yeah, I think that this is a, you know, in terms of a lot of the things we've been talking about recently, which seems to be what's of greatest interest to us right now. But it's also great, I think, for the beginning of the year where it's that token time where everybody's making resolutions and and things like that, which, you know, we've done podcasts on that in in the past where we're not really big resolution types of people you know i i'm if anything i like to create intentions and things like that for for the new year as as far as just setting directions but resolutions i i think there's enough evidence (laughs) to show that for the most part resolutions don't typically work so finding a different way into it and i think that this conversation has a little bit to do with that in terms of like, okay, well, let's just evaluate where we are right now. Like where, where am I? What are the things that are happening in my life right now? And not just taking that as like a, you know, like a laundry list of things, but incorporating this element of story and myth and what just bringing that creative sense and creative sensibility and applying it to our lives. I mean, stories are not, you know, they're not something that's removed from life. They're actually supposed to say something about life. They're actually supposed to tell us about, about the big things that go on all the time that are going on in our lives right now. And, and, and great art wakes us up and makes us pay attention and makes us remember that these things are going on. Right. So I think that very often we don't, you know, we, we sort of take stories in and we just, I think many of us just take them at face value. We're like, Oh yeah, that was a good story. Blah, 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 blah. But to take that, that next step, that, that next place where you start to look at your own life and say, okay, well, what are the, how, what does this have to do with my life? How is this like my life? And certainly the story that you heard or watched or whatever might have really, you know, crazy outrageous things, but like, those are all just representations of, of everyday real struggles and real things that we we confront whether they're external or internal they're just they're they're a representation of of the things that we have inside of us and the things that we're dealing with on a on a regular basis maybe we're not fighting 
King Kong inside of, you know, giant robots, but we are fighting with a really destructive behavior that we have, you know, or, or we're fighting with having that really tough conversation with a family member, a loved one, whatever it is, you know, these are, these are big things, you know, like that, like it's, it's like that King Kong is that conversation that you're resisting to have <laughs> in, in a way. And, and we can start to look at these things, um, from, from those types of perspectives. But, you know, that question, what, what part of the plot are you in right now? Most of us have heard enough stories and seen enough stories that you can start to pick out, you know, we're, we're all pretty intimate with story on a certain level. It's just how much time do we spend really thinking about it? And, you know, yeah, is this the, is this the moment where, where, yeah, like everything that you thought you knew has just completely come out from underneath you. Right. And you're just setting out on that, that place. And Hey, there's going to be a, a journey of all kinds of highs and lows and things like that, that are going to come with it. But it's not the, that that's not the final part of the story. Or maybe you've been in that part for a little while and maybe, maybe you're just having this, you've met somebody, some new person has just entered into your life and they're this why the, the wise sage who's guiding you to, to something new, who knows, right? There's these characters that, that can, that can appear and they can give us a sense of where we're going, that these things are not just random chaotic events. I mean, you can certainly look at it that way, but in terms of what helps us to be creative and engaged participants in our life is through trying to find where, where these story and mythic elements might be presenting themselves. I love how you said, be a participant in your life. I feel like that's, that is so such an important element of what we've been getting into with this conversation, but recently with, with all of these conversations. And I think that is one of the things that we can all struggle with in various degrees, because there is a certain amount of like, I just want to feel good and I'm just going to distract myself. And you know, and you have your vices, like maybe you're just watching a lot of TV or playing video games or drinking or whatever it is that you might do to just feel good. And yeah, you're kind of there. You're kind of participating, but you're not, you're not engaged in life and, and you're actually disconnected from self. And I think there's a, you know, and look, I'm not saying that I'm always, I'm, I'm not doing this myself. I mean, definitely this is happening, you know, and I can remember certain periods in my life where it was happening more and, and certain periods where I was just right on the ball. I was so engaged and my life was just, you know, I was just so in it. And, um, you know, this is a, this is a real struggle that, it, that we all kind of face and, and the lack of purpose and the lack of meaning I personally believe, and this is just my opinion, but I personally believe that that leads to depression and it leads to emptiness and it leads to 
a series of negative consequences that once you allow yourself to go and you and you refuse to do anything about it, you have to live in it. And the only option is to try and escape and run away from it. And you could do that indefinitely and never tell a story about your life. And everything can just be like, oh, I'm just getting through the day and I'm just paying the bills and I'm just, I just, and you're just waiting for the weekend or you're waiting for the thing to pass. And then you can be like, okay, finally I get some relief from it. That is an approach. I think that when we truly look at ourselves, I don't think that's the approach that we would like to take. I do understand that there's a certain amount of like, I just, I don't know what to do. I, I'm hurting too much and I can't deal with these feelings. And I totally get that. And there's a certain element of where I think distraction and disconnection is sometimes serving you but you can only use it temporarily. I don't think that it is a long-term solution. I think it's a, you know, it's a, um, well, okay, here's an example. Um, because I feel like sometimes these things are hard to relate to, especially when we're talking about like heavy concepts like life and who you are as a person. Um, I've been motorcycle riding and I'm getting better every day and I'm learning and I push my skills. And one of the things that I sometimes occasionally do is I'll watch educational videos on motorcycling and I'll look at like maybe what someone did wrong and how an accident maybe occurred and how it could be avoided and you know what happened and where the motorcyclist went wrong and there's and if you if there's certain principles to motorcycle riding that if you learn them you can essentially be you can be safe barring certain elements there's certain things that are just like okay this is a freak accident you know, nobody can really predict that happening. There's a certain amount of, there's a little bit out of your control, but you, but to be a good motorcycle rider, which is an intrinsically dangerous activity, if done carelessly, but it's not that dangerous if done with education and awareness and whatever. Here's my point. On some of these videos, you'll see a crash. And when you crash on a motorcycle, you know, I mean, if you have any amount of empathy, you're usually going to grit your teeth and just like, oh man, that's, oh, you know, especially, and, and a lot of time the motorcycle rider is actually, there are bad ones where it's, it's, it's over, but there are times where they crash and they kind of come out all right. But the, the thing that I see almost always when someone crashes, if they're, if they're kind of all right, the immediate response is to get up and just stand up on your feet and then pick up your bike. That's what almost everybody does. And one of the rules is that if you, especially if you have a big crash, is you should just stop and you should lay down. You should like, you should settle for a moment, depending on the accident. Because what's happening is you have all this adrenaline running through your body and you, you don't know if you've hurt yourself. You don't know if you've broken anything. You don't know you haven't, your body hasn't had a chance. Your mind hasn't had a chance to feel the pain. And, um, there's a certain wisdom to this in life, which is that when you go through a hard moment in life and you kind of crash and things don't work out, it could be a breakup. You lose your job, you know, all sorts of things. There's, they're very similar to like what a motorcycle crash is. And, and, and if you, if you're willing to go with me, your immediate reaction is to kind of distract yourself from what happened. I don't want to feel it. Let's just clean this up. Let's pretend this didn't happen. And actually the best thing you can do is to sit in it 
and exist in it and be like, okay, we've crashed. Let's, let's assess where is life at? What is happening? Um, am I okay? Um, is everyone else around me? Okay. Like, you know, what's going on here? And I want to kind of bring this into story. Characters have moments where they go for something in a story. And this happens, you know, watch any show, watch any great show or any great t- uh, great movie or anything. Characters will go for things and there will be certain times in the story where it just doesn't work out for them. It goes wrong. And watch what the character does. You know, there's lessons in this. Because not everything in life is always going to work out. It's not always going to go perfect. And I'm not saying that, you know... Um, you should be getting on a motorcycle and getting into accidents or anything. You know, like we don't want to get fired from our job. We don't want to get broken up with by the person we love. If that happens, you know, whatever the example is, but sometimes we find ourselves there. And I want to suggest that, you know, where am I in the plot is sometimes you go, okay, like I tried something and it didn't work. Let me take a moment and assess and then you can make your next move and that's okay. But don't sit in assessment forever and also give yourself a bit of a, a breather because sometimes you don't have to respond right away. Sometimes you don't have to immediately do something. And the reason why I say you don't have to immediately do something is because if I could encourage my younger self to do anything like I would encourage anyone else is that I would say sometimes it's actually good to feel it which was not something I learned when I was younger. It was something I had to pick up later on in life. But sometimes what you, the, the exact thing you need to do is go, how does this feel? Where am I at? That's you being with you. That's uber presence. And what, I'm, what I think I'm, I'm kind of getting to with this whole little thing that I'm on here is that what part of the plot are you in is like, let's be present in the now of the plot and not where we want to be in the plot and where we were in the plot. Like, where are we in the plot right now? Yeah. And that I can jump, jump off of that point quite beautifully. I think, you know, coming back to that thing of, you know, participating, right. And maybe, are you not participating? Right. And that is like, you know, that's the beauty of the presence thing is because if you can be honest and acknowledge the place that you're in, in that present moment, you can bring yourself into a place of participating in what's going on. And even to the level to which you can go, it's like, Oh, I'm at that place in the story where I am running away from the thing that I need to be going towards. I'm avoiding the thing. I am not participating. That's the point in the story that I'm in right now. And, and as you said, sit in that thing for a while. Like it might be completely appropriate to just lean into that. Well then really avoid it. (laughs) really run away from that thing really like like full on instead of half doing that thing and just really be like yeah you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna fully not participate in my life right now (laughs) and what's going on and see what happens you know i'm not saying that's necessarily always the 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 step to do but it at least gives us you know that that what part in the in the plot 
am I in right now? And, and being honest and present with whatever that thing is will often, I, it will show us what is the action or the non-action to take, right? Because I think very often there's a part that of us that knows where it's like, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not ready to start heading towards the confrontation right now. Like I need to sit in this place right now where I'm not dealing with that thing, right? And there might be a lot of, there might be some really great reasons for that, that maybe you don't fully understand yet. You know, that you don't fully grasp. That's, a, that's another part of, of the plot. There's missing pieces, right? You don't know the, the, the way forward yet. And so you're, you're in that limbo state for the time being. But no, it's not going to stay there right? Like the plot is going to move forward. But that, I I think the other thing that I love about this thing of what part of the plot are you in is because there's something in a way that, that forces a kind of honesty in a way, right? Like it forces that honesty and it forces that presence in a way that can be very hard to, to do because we're often so you know, like we're so close up on our lives and what's going on and rattling around in our heads that it can be so hard to get perspective on it, right? It's like you've got your nose right up to the canvas, you know, right up to the painting. And it's like, you can't see the rest of what's going on. And this question is a means of actually stepping, you know, taking a step or two back that you can start to maybe see a little bit more of the picture, right? That quality of bringing that quality of seeing our lives from a storytelling mythic aspect in a way gives us permission to take a step back. Cause I think sometimes we might be afraid to take a step back away from it, but there's something about when we can see our lives in the context of, of story that makes it a little bit less threatening, a little bit less devastating because we know that the story never stays in that place, right? It might stay there for a little while, but it never really stays there, you know? And I think, again, this is, this is part of the power that comes with viewing our lives through through the eyes of of story and odyssey and myth and all of these these kinds of qualities is because it can allow us this sort of honesty and presence with with our lives that you don't get from just being analytical about it mm-hmm. you know but instead you know holding your yourself and your life up there with the great characters of all time, mm-hmm. past and present, you know, and just like, like put yourself there, put yourself there because the, those stories, those characters, those people, that, that shit's about you. Mm-hmm. That shit is about you and you are about them. You know, like it goes, it goes both ways. There's a relationship that's happening there. It's not just something that's being cast upon you 
thrust upon you, right? You, every single one of us as human beings is, was and is the inspiration for these characters, right? They, they, they come from us and then they're like returned to us, you know, it's, there's, it's that cyclical kind of relationship. So we shouldn't have any cause for hesitation to not allow ourselves to do that. I think it's a gift to allow ourselves to do that for all the reasons that we're talking about. Man, I, I love that perspective of put yourself up, up there with the great characters. I mean, why not? I mean, why, why, why position yourself as like somehow like that you're just some, that that's them and, and you're, you just don't add up. I mean, you can tell a story about anything. This is something I've learned through storytelling. I mean, we can take any character you want, you know, pick, pick the janitor. I love starting with the janitor. I love that character. This is like who in, inconspicuous, whoever thinks about the janitor, right? And like, let's investigate that story. And, and what's their, what's their family like? And what, what do they care about? And what's going on for them? And you know, maybe you're a janitor or maybe you're something like this and you think, well, I'm just a janitor. I'm, you know, I'm nobody and blah, blah, blah. And no one cares about me. And it's like, no, but your life is, could be the fucking great tale of our generation. And you think, oh, it's your opinion. It's your view of yourself. And it's, and part of the flaw of that character is that he doesn't see or she doesn't see, you know, whatever, that they're, that they're important. They don't, they don't recognize that they matter yet. And maybe the, the story is about why they matter. See, the story is manifesting. Now it's beginning to build. Now we care. And here's the one I, I want to get into, because there's so many things about this conversation I want to talk about. Wonderful things. But here's another thing. One thing about story that I've learned too is like, one of the questions you have to ask or you get asked when you're a screenwriter, specifically when you're a screenwriter, because the film industry, it's so hard to get a movie made. Like, yeah, they get made all the time. Shows get made all the time. But the amount of stuff that's out there and like, like the amount of ideas that you have as a writer or creator or showrunner or whatever that don't end up getting made are so many more than what do. And, you know, there are the occasional people that they just have this spark of inspiration and there's this one idea and they just run with it and it works. But that's not the norm. That's that's an anomaly. Um, but the question I, I, you know, you get is like, why should I care about this story? Who cares? And you need to answer that question. And, you know, as a writer, you well, that's, a, that's an almost existential question. Why, why would anybody care about any of this shit, you know? And, and then you think, well, you know, is this story just like, and then another thing with, with the film industry, which is so demanding of storytellers is that, well, that's already been made before. That's already, that's this movie or that's this show, or, you know, we already have one of those in development and you gotta, you gotta try to find some new territory that hasn't been explored. And so, you know, I, I'm thinking about it and I go, well, why should I care about this story? The number one thing is if it's your story, you should care about it because it's your story. I mean, because you're the only one that's going to get to live it and tell it. So you know what? Like, first of all, it matters to you. And the number one rule I've learned about storytelling is never make anything for anybody else. The only thing you ever make is for yourself. And this is a fucking hard rule. This is not a, this is, and I don't even believe this is opinion. I think this is the fucking facts. I think this is the truth. 
You make a film that you think or a story you think matters. And then because you care, there is the assumption that there's someone else out there like you who cares. And in fact, there might be a hundred thousand or a million or 10 million or whatever people that care about this thing, just like you do. And if you make it and you care, you have the best likelihood of finding other people that will care too. And that is the breeding ground for great storytelling. So, you know, if you care about some story going on in the media more than you care about your own life, that is fucked. I mean, it's not narcissism or arrogance to care about your own story more than the other stories in the world, but you're not quick casting yourself as some secondary thing. You are living your life. You matter. The things that, you know, the things you're doing, whether you're a janitor or whatever you are, you know, I'm just using that as a character. I'm not talking down about that job. The thing is, is that we, we, you know, maybe you work at McDonald's flipping burgers and you think, well, who am I? I'm, I'm not Elon Musk. I'm not this, you know, I'm not doing these things. Who gives a shit? I might want to know your story. Make me care about it. Get me involved in it. Show me what it's like. And then, you know, and then it's like, well, you know, this character isn't doing anything. They're going for anything. What if I'm great initiation? What do you want to go for? What do you want to do? What if, what if the, you know, the burger flipper went for something? What if the burger flipper was the person that witnessed something that no one else witnessed and they were the only one that could speak up about it? And like, let's go down that fucking road. And there's a certain amount of like, you, you know, you start to investigate this stuff. You can start to go like, I want to find out what happens. I want to know how this plays out. If you can get that kind of investment in your life, you know, I think that, you know, where are you in the plot can be an exciting proposition, you know? And I, I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of this year, um, for me is just about reframing things, you know, and, and, and looking at things through a new lens and repositioning my, my point of view of it. And, um, you know, I suppose looking at things with a, a sense of possibility and, you know, being very careful about not letting myself end up in a place in the plot that I don't want to be in. Like the end of the story when I'm in a hard time. I'm like, no, nah, that's not a good place to be. If I'm in a hard time, that's the worst place to be. Let's either be at the beginning or let's be at the point where it's like the rock bottom moment where we're about to rise up to the climax. Like let's position ourselves there in the plot. And I think that's empowering. And, uh, you know, my final note here, Evan, is just, I don't think it's chaos. I don't like, I mean, I think people can make an argument. It's like, nothing means anything. Everything's just random. I think you can make that argument, but I just don't think that it does any good. I, I think it's a silly argument to make. And I think it's a silly position to take. I think it's a much better position to take this kind of like, let me put myself with the best characters of all time. Let me position myself and go, you know what? This is just like Rocky right before he's about to walk into the fight that he knows he's going to lose. This is just like that. What did he do? What happened in that story? How is my life like that? How can I be like that? And then that's the myth. That's where we use that reference point to be like, if my life was going to be a great movie, what would my character do? How would I play it out? And then you participate in that. 
there are so many big things that are going on inside of us. You know, like one of my big lesson days in some of my classes is, is there's never nothing. There's always something. And, you know, that idea of, oh, well, who am I? I just, you know, I just flip burgers. I'm just a, I'm just a custodian. You know, I'm just like, I'm who, who am I? It's like, there are such big things that are going on inside of you. It doesn't like that, like that whole thing of the thing that you do, you know, like what my job is right now is so, is so unimportant to the thing that I think we're talking about. Because despite all of those things, there are incredible feelings, incredible experiences, incredible desires and passions and things that are as big and real and powerful as anybody's. You know, sometimes we just need to pay more attention to them, but they are no less real and no less small than, than anyone else. So, you know, we have to pay attention to those things. And again, that, you know, what part of the plot is this, you know, well, if that's where you're at, then that's the part of the plot, right? Maybe this is a, a low part in the plot where it's just like you, like where you're coming to understand that you are more than you thought you were, which is kind of right, just that point right past like the, the, the darkest moment, you know, your, your rock bottom, as you call it, you know, like where it's like, because at that rock bottom, there's this realization that happens there, you know, that in the plot, you know, that rock bottom moment is so important because it, it's the, it's what gives you what you need to face the thing because the, the climax, yes, like in terms of how we view the climax in a story as, as spectators is like, Ooh, it's the exciting thing. But for the person who's doing it, it's fucking, it's still scary. But it's just that, that low point brought them to a place where now it's like they have, it's almost like you have no choice, you know, but that low point gave you the things that you need to finally do it, to finally confront this thing, the villain, to have that showdown with with, uh, because before you couldn't do it, you know, earlier in the plot, there's no way it's like, it's a, it's a funny thing about story and what that says about us as human beings too, you know, that it's like, in order to have those great heights so often, like we need to, we need to go to another place, you know, we need to, we need to descend down into you know, in, in the very ancient structures, you need to go to Hades, right? You need to go to the underworld and experience some kind of annihilation of who you are and who you think you are so that you can rise to those heights, right? Because before you couldn't do it, at the beginning of the story, that challenge was the thing that you would run away from. But it's only because you went to you went to that place that you now have the courage, 
the 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 knowledge the wisdom the whatever it is whatever you came out of hades with because that's uh that's a very often a story not just within like the greek structure but ancient stories about going to the underworld and people who come back they typically that they return with some sort of thing mm -hmm. the elixir. yeah the elixir or the 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 gold seed or there's something that they got there you know, and that, and it's because they got that thing that now they have what they need to rise to the challenge mm -hmm. that, that they couldn't face or, or yeah, that they couldn't face or, or refuse to face kind of a thing at, at, at the beginning. So I don't know where I was going with that necessarily. Maybe that was the whole thing, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I had something else, but I don't think so. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like you get to decide. I think that's the key point here is that, you know, you can make a decision. Right? Like, what is this and, and how, how, how am I experiencing it and what can I do with it? You know, and one thing that I've, uh, you know, came up for me as they're talking, I was thinking, yeah, you know, this fucking word, <laughs> faith is such an important part of story. It's just such an important part, man. If you have any character that's going to go on an adventure, they have to somewhere have a sense of faith because you're going to go into the unknown. You're going to go into the scariest fucking thing that exists, which is the unknown. There's nothing scarier than the unknown. Everything that is scary is in the unknown. Once it is out of the unknown, it, 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 it no longer is scary. So to go on an adventure... You have to have faith because faith is the antidote to fear. And there has to be a point where you believe that it, despite how scared you are, that you're going to come out victorious. I mean, <laughs> you know, they talk about like criminals never expect to get caught. When someone robs a bank, they think they're going to get away with it. When someone steals or cheats or does something, they think they're going to get away with it. And like even a bad character, even somebody who's a baddie and, you know, uh, immoral and unethical in their story, they have faith, even in the bad thing that they're doing, that they're going to get away with it. They're going to whatever. Um, I don't recommend it anything in life there's a certain amount of faith so you might as well just start to incorporate that into your life and i would say double down on it and enhance your faith figure out you know you know because that's where courage exists right like you know there's this there's a the question that people ask oh what if it goes wrong what if this happens what if that happens what if it works out what happens then and that's really you know that might be the question you need to get yourself through the plot. Another thing that I, you know, I, I is coming up for me as we're going down this conversation is I was thinking like, um, maybe you're at the point where you fucking won, you know, and, and maybe you just need to, like, we've been talking a lot about those harder, lower moments. Cause I think those are the ones that we're always trying to fucking figure out our way through. But like, I've, I've come to the recognition on a few things uh, at the end of this last year. Um, and I laid in bed one night and I was just like, 
I'm going to, I'm going to look at all the things I accomplished this year. I'm going to look at all the things that like were wins. And then, um, I don't know if I heard this said at some point or whatever, but it, it, it started to echo in my mind as like, I did that, you know? And even if it wasn't me that necessarily did the heavy lifting, somehow I played a part and I did that. Like I was a part of that. And that, that's what happened. And I think that, um, one of the big things about storytelling that I, that I really try to encourage in, in storytellers and screenwriters and whatever is like, we want character driven plots. Don't have your plot drive the character, have the character drive the plot. And there's a certain amount of like, things are going to happen in your character's life where, you know, in a story where like they happen to the character and the character has to respond. And those things are kind of out of their control and they're enacted by other characters. But like even have what is, what is, what happens to a character, have a cause and effect relationship where it came from something. And generally it didn't come out of nowhere. It came out of some character taking an action over here, which caused an impact on this character over here. And the things that are happening in your life, someone else was enacting their will. And somehow that at least participated in playing an impact into yours. And so you know, sometimes you go, well, this happened to me. It's like, fair enough. That happened to you. What are you going to do? How are you going to drive the plot? And I think that when you figure out where you are in the plot, you can make a decision of how you're going to drive it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one other thing we were talking about the elixir. Well, the elixir is like a metaphorical thing from, you know, Campbell's The Hero's Journey, right? But it's an, it's a metaphor for you finally figured out the answer. You found out the solution. And now that you have it, you can carry on. I think that at some point in the story, you can go like, you know what? I don't have the elixir yet, but I'm going to find it. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a fucking key thing that that's where faith goes. It's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but along the way, it's going to show up. And then I'm going to have that thing that I'm missing right now. And you carry on with the trust and the faith that you will find it. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, I feel like they don't, go after their life because they don't have the elixir and they go, well, I don't have the elixir. I don't know. Maybe when I get the elixir, then I'll go live my life. And it's like, no, it's the wrong way to do it. The right way to do it, in my opinion, look, take it as you will, is you go on the journey and you, and you plan and, and you, and you (laughs) just go, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know who's going to come into my life. I don't know what, but I'm going to find the elixir. And when I do that part that I don't know how to do is going to, all of a sudden it's going to make sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like pay attention, really, right? No matter what part of the plot it is, it's it's like, well, pay attention. And it's like, oh, okay, I don't have that thing. You know, I don't have the thing. And instead of getting really down on yourself and depressed about it, like there's an opportunity to to move forward with your eyes wide open right? Okay. I don't have the thing, but the thing is going to, is going to show up somehow. I don't know how that's going to be. So I've got to pay attention, right? That's, that's so often like in, in story, like there's, there's the, the unexpected thing that arrives that has the thing that maybe even the character was, you know, scoffing at or just being like, ah, you know, and that turned out to be the very thing 
that turned out to be the elixir that was being offered to them. And, you know, and, and that's part of the story. I mean, I think that's the whole thing, you know, we're in this conversation, we're just talking about so many different <laughs> ways in which stories go, right? Just because these are all possibilities. Like you don't, like there's so many different kinds of stories and, you know, sometimes there's, as you said, that decision, what you're doing is there, there are so many ways it could go, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe this is the moment that you're just like, Oh, I realize I'm, I'm in this part of the story. You know what? I'm going out there and I'm going to, whatever it is, I'm going to go and I'm going to confront this person about this thing. Right. And that's, you're, you're in that place to go and do it. And for someone else who's like, you know what, I'm just, I'm not there. I don't have whatever it is to do that yet. Okay. That's where, that's the part of this plot that you're in. It's not, it's not a better or worse. It's just a pay attention thing, right? Like pay attention to what's going on, coming back to the, the presence thing the presence and the honesty like that, that seems to be, at least for me recurring in this, in this conversation because of how essential it is. And again, why I'll, I'll advocate for what we're talking about here and this, this, what's the word I'm looking for, Brandon, just this, <laughs> I'm moving my no one can see me I'm moving my arms around I'm just like I, I keep thinking if I move my hands around the thought will come but just again why why I'm advocating for and we're advocating for this approach to things because again it's a, it's I love that it's a creative thing that that you can bring to your life it's an easy thing to bring to your life a new way of contextualizing and perceiving the lives that we are in the midst of because, because it can help us get to that honest point. Because again, you're the hero, right? Like everyone is the hero of their own story, right? You're the hero of your story. And the hero, the hero rises to meet the challenge. And sometimes there's failures. Sometimes the hero thinks that they're ready and they're not ready. You know, there's so many, you can constantly apply this question, right? To, to reassess and understand where you're at because you're just like, oh, okay, this is the part of the story where I go out there and I go for it. Right. And then maybe it doesn't quite work out. Maybe there's that failure. It's like, oh, okay, this is the part of the story where I rushed out there. I rushed out before I was actually ready to do this thing. And it ended up blowing up in my face a little bit. Okay, this is the part in the story where I learn my lessons and I come back with the things that I've learned, right? to do this again. And this time, <laughs> and this time you overcome it, right? This time it works. This, this time it, it has, but it's, there's, you know, for every 
person, there's there's a story, and then there's all, and then when that story's done, there's a new story, right? Like there's there's we we I think we find ourselves in different kinds of stories all the time, and I think maybe even just understanding the type of story that we are currently in is is an important thing to to be honest about too man there's so many there's so many great things about this particular conversation for me because you know like i i've been looking a lot at purpose and like why why do i do what i do why do i even care to do what i do and you know what are like what what's my purpose what's my motivation behind all of this and you know when i was younger i used to like i'll be honest i used to you know, I used to think, oh man, if I become somebody, if I'm like a star, if I'm like, you know, if I have status and fame and things like that, you know, and I used to kind of look at that as like kind of a means to an ends. I don't know if I was even aware and fully understanding of what I was doing, but in my, you know, wiser years, I look at it and I go, well, I guess, you know, I was just a kid that was after love and acceptance and, you know, and he thought, maybe if he became somebody that people would pay attention to him because, you know, I felt ignored and I felt like, you know, neglected and, you know, and that was my experience. And so then I thought, well, you know, if everybody kind of saw me, then they would pay attention to me and, you know, and maybe I just, maybe that's what I need to do. And so I went on that journey and, you know, I got to a certain point in that journey and I realized, you know, this isn't what I thought it was. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's not, um, it's, I, I was confused. I was, I was incorrect. Um, being a big deal or being famous or everybody knowing you isn't necessarily what gets you what I'm after. And I'm like, what, what am I after? Let me, I got to ask this question again. And it's like, and then I start, tried to go back to like the way I was doing it. Like, you know, let me, let me kind of share my successes and show everybody what I'm doing. And, you know, and then that'll get it. And it's like, no, this isn't working. It isn't doing it for me anymore. It's fucking, there's something wrong. And so, the, you know, this is, this is the character learning, right? This is a flawed character, which is I'm flawed like everybody, but I'm flawed and I'm looking at the world wrong. And the elixir to some degree is that I begin to see that you don't have to be anybody for someone to, to love you and accept you. And, you know, there's a whole thing going on for like men right now and men struggle with this and, you know, I'll just speak up, but a lot of men feel that they are only as valuable as what they can provide and contribute. And there is a seed of truth to that. And in this world, as a man, we learn very early that you need to provide, you need to contribute, you need to, you, if you want anyone to care about you, if you need to matter, it's about what you can give. And, and, and we, we have to fucking figure that one out. And there is a certain amount of truth to that. One of the things that I think men struggle with is recognizing that they could be loved and accepted simply for who they are. And sometimes, f f and this might happen for women too. I'm, I'm not a woman. I'm not going to speak for that, but I'm going to say for myself, for me, what it took was losing everything to realize that people still loved me. I, I, I hit a point where I'm like, I got nothing to offer. I got, why would anybody even give a fuck about me in the slightest? I can't give them anything. I can't offer them anything. I'm fucking broke. I'm fucking... I'm a depressed, I'm a mess. I like, you know, and like what in the world would anybody give a shit about me for? 
And then I realized that I was like, if I fucking died, there would be people that would mourn my death. There would be people who would actually care and it would make an impact. And then what I would leave behind that the mess that people would have to clean up and, you know, and they'd have to go through my stuff and all of this shit. And I was like, okay, you know what? Wait a minute. I, there's a certain amount of me that matters without me doing anything. Now, me doing stuff does contribute to my value to the world. I'm not going to say that I can just be a floater and just exist. And then I'm just good, you know, cause like at some point you have to recognize, Hey, okay, I need to participate to the tribe, to everybody, to things I need to give something. Otherwise like want to. and want to. And so that's where I've come to this point, Evan is like, what's my purpose? Why am I, why am I contributing what I'm contributing? And so some of the, you know, I'll just share this. One of the realizations I've come to at the end of this year was like, why do I tell story? And it's like, why do I care that other people tell story? And why am I sharing this? And why am I teaching this? And, you know, because it's not to become a big deal. I don't care about being famous. I don't even really care about being wealthy anymore. And all that shit matters to me. But I, story saved my life. Because when I was at my lowest moment and the story was over and I was facing the, the valley of the shadow of death and looking at my life and going, what's the point of me being here? I... I came to the recognition that I can tell a new story, that this doesn't have to be the end. And I think that's, man, I think that's why I care so much about telling people how to tell story. Cause I look at people and I, after you get depressed, you know, after you go through situational depression and you have an enlightenment, you realize that other people are in it too, but don't know it just like you didn't know it. And then you go, fuck, I could help them. And so then it's like, well, you want to make a movie? It's like, yeah, do you want to make a movie? But do you want to make a movie and transcend yourself through it? Do you want to write a script or a novel or tell a story and like find out something about yourself that empowers you, that helps you see through the character and the story that you're creating that that's actually you and that when you find their hero's journey, that's actually your hero's journey because you're going to mirror whatever you create anyway and then fucking you're creating a movie, but it's like, it's kind of self-help too, which by the way, I think self-help is bullshit for the most part, because I don't think you need to improve yourself. I think you're fine just as you are. I think you should accept yourself just as you are. If I could shout anything from the mountaintop, I probably have several things I'd shout, but that'd be one of them. It would be, you are fine. Exactly how you are. You exactly where you need to be. You're exactly who you need to be. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You do not need to be fixed. But if you want something, and you recognize, hey, I'd like to go do this thing, or I'd like to go have this thing, or I'd like whatever. That is where self-help exists. Let me help myself figure out how to go after that, get that, do that, whatever. And you help yourself out of necessity because you go, you know what? I don't know how to do this. Let me learn. Let me figure that out. Let me push myself against that. And that is where self-help exists. But self-improvement for the sake of self-improvement is fucking toxic. And it's toxic because what it does is it intrinsically tells you that you're broken, that you need to be fixed and you need to be better. And I don't like that. And I think that's a false belief that our society has taken on. And I think that self-help has a dark path and a light path. And the dark path is that you need to improve because improvement is what it's all about. Fuck that. Improvement is, I recognize that I want to help somebody in the world but I don't know how, and I don't have enough to contribute. Let me figure out how to become someone who can contribute and can help that person. And you will self-help, improve yourself, 
and you will become a contributor. But these people who go out and they just go, I'm going to help myself because I need to be better. I need to be better. It's a fucking false belief. And all it's doing is reinforcing that you're not good enough. You're broken and you need to be fixed. And I am adamantly against that because I used to, I, I, you know, there was a part of me, I got sucked into that a little bit. I used to think, man, I need to fix myself. I need to, I need to be better. I'm not good enough. You know, I used to tell myself that and it's just toxic. It leads downhill. You don't improve, you get worse. And it's a, it's a parasitical thought. So um, the, the reason why I love story is because, look, wherever you are in the plot, like now I tied that back in, <laughs> wherever you are in the plot, let's tell a story that takes you on a journey for an adventure into the unknown, and you can become whoever you need to become to be able to exist in that new unknown world, which, by the way, when you start out, you don't know who you need to become yet, but you will find out on the way, and you need to have faith in that, and that's my... That's my belief. And that's where I'm finding purpose. And I feel like I'm, I can be an advocate for that and I can fucking help people. I can stop them from going down this course of, I need to fucking fix myself. And I can say, fuck that. No, 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 no. Stop. And I can say, go this way. What do you want? What are you after? Like you're fine. You're, you're exactly who you need to be for your life right now. If you want to be better, Pick something you want, you'll become better to go get it and go after it and, and rise to the occasion. And that is how story works anyway. So why don't we do it that way? And that's kind of like, you know, and as I'm finding purpose, you know, and this is, I mean, I guess here's my final thought. Look at my evolution as an example for yourself. I was a kid that was trying to chase fame and fortune and success and certain things. And I acquired a certain amount of it and I found out that I was wrong. And I acknowledged that. And then I changed my ways and shifted myself. And I found new purpose in not just about being an image to everybody, but actually being a contributor to everybody. What a great fucking narrative for a character. What a wonderful, and that's my story. And it's, I'm, I don't know where I'm in my story. I'm probably in the middle. But the thing is, is that that was a story that got me to this stage in this journey. So you know, that's how I feel. Like, where are you in the plot? Let's make this plot fucking serve you. Yeah. The part of you... The problem is, is that the part of you... Or, yeah, Alan Watts is what I was thinking about with, yeah. with that, with what you were saying. It's like, it's like the part of you that, that, that wants to improve you is the part that needs improving. <laughs> or so, I think he says something along those lines. Yeah. Should we should we talk about beer? Yeah, let's and wrap this one up. All right. Well, I mean, this was your this was your bring in today. So do you want to do you want to give it the call? Well, I've been, you know, I have to say this is honestly this is one of my favorite beers. I just think it's so good. It, Red Truck Brewery. It's their Amber Ale. And it's, I just think it's such a good beer. It's like, it's a good affordable beer. It's a tasty beer. It's high quality beer in my opinion. And I'll tell you, the the moment I realized that this was one of my favorite beers was, I feel like a good story sometimes helps. <laughs> but I was, I went for a bicycle ride with my brother. We, we rode our bikes all the way around Vancouver, around the seawall. And we'd stop at craft breweries all the way through. And then one of the last breweries we hit is Red Truck. And it was uh, a summer day, I think it was a couple years ago. 
and he got an amber ale for us. And I was like, this is the fucking most delicious beer. And I had already had a whole bunch. And I was like, this is so good. And I was riding back on the sunset enjoying it. And I was like, maybe the beer, maybe I'm overhyping it in the sense of what the beer is. I don't know. But I can tell you that it's tethered to that moment of riding my bicycle home, having that beer, sunset Vancouver on a beautiful summer day. And it's like, you know what? That's what that beer is to me. Beautiful sunset summer day. Man, should shoot an ad just like that. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not an ad. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's really good. It goes down easy. It's it's got lots of flavor, but yeah, easy to drink. And you know, Red Truck. It's funny. I've said this numerous times on on the podcast over the years. But what's funny to me is that their most famous, best selling beer is their lager, their classic lager, and I I don't like it. <laughs> like I, I'm just, I'm not a fan, but almost anything else that I, that I have from them is terrific. Like it's, but their best selling thing is, is my least favorite thing. So it's been, uh, it's been really good. So I've been enjoying it too. All right. Some final thoughts on this conversation of what part of the, what part of the plot are you in? And now we're at the part of the podcast where we try and surmise some thoughts here and what we're walking away with. And I mean, this has been a, this has been a terrific conversation has continued that theme that I feel we've been on for the last little while in terms of, yeah, how we use story and myth and things. Cause it's very much a part of being an artist, you know, artists have stories to tell and, and something that you had uh, said just before we did our beer break, you know, part of of being an artist, storyteller, is, you know, it's not just about you exerting your will upon this thing that you're you're doing. Like the the story is doing something to you, right? Like it's it's it is telling you things it is taking you on a journey it you don't know exactly what this whole thing is about that's one of the exciting things about being an artist which is funny because so many artists and my i count myself included in in this in terms of how i've been conditioned through my life is that it's like no you're supposed to go and you know exactly what it's supposed to be and this is exactly what you're saying and and then you spit that out and that and how how sort of clever you are and clever you are in doing that is what makes a great artist from you know and 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 that was so wrong like it's so wrong like being an artist is about approaching something for reasons that you can't always entirely understand and you say, well, I think that this is about this and this has some kind of meaning to me. So I'm setting out to do this. And as you're setting out to do it, you, like you're, you've set yourself out on, on a story there just through that process where now this thing is showing you things. It's, share, it's, it's, it's showing you things about 
life. It's showing you things about yourself. It's showing you things about your humanity. And you're a part of, you're, you're going along on that ride. And, and whatever comes out on the other side of that ride is, is whatever your work is, you know? And, and it's not, it's not just some exertion of will. It's the, it's the product of, of a process that you were a part of that you didn't, you don't fully understand when you set out and maybe by the end of it, maybe you don't even fully understand it, but you understand a little something more about it. You become a little bit more intimate with whatever that thing was. So yeah, bring that artistic sense to where you're going or what you're doing, what's the part of the plot that you're in. And, and this is in so many ways, maybe of all of our podcasts that we've done, this is maybe one of the most simple and practical questions that brings artistry to your life. What part of the plot am I in right now? Like it evokes like it evokes so many qualities of a true and great artist, you know, that, that questioning, that openness, that wonder, that creativity, that, that, uh, a, just a different lens than we're, we're most often looking through, you know, like, it's just like, let's look at our lives more metaphorically, a little less literally. Let's look at the themes that are shaping things. Let's look at the forces that are going on here that I'm a part of, you know, that I'm, I'm the hero in this story, even though I might not feel like a hero right now, that's the part of the plot that I'm in. I'm at the part of the plot where I don't feel like I'm a hero. I feel like I'm a fucking nobody, mm -hmm. but then the hero becomes the hero. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily feel like a hero. They just, they just went to the place they needed to go to right and it and it took something that they didn't think they had to do it and they did it you know that's just one story that's just one that's just one story what is your story what part of the plot are you in it's a powerful powerful question and i'm i'm really gonna gonna hold on to this one um Wow. Uh, okay. I, a couple things you brought up over the course of this conversation have really landed with me. One is that the character isn't necessarily experiencing what the audience is experiencing. I think that's a really important takeaway from this conversation, which is that like when the character's in their lowest moment, it's really fucking hard for them. And then they might find the elixir and they get the hand of God moment and they break through and they find their way to rise up to the climax or whatever. On their rise to climax is still fucking hard. At the climax is scary. Everything's scary all the way through. And even, and, and then at the climax, you know, you might be like, yeah, they fucking won. Like they did it. They beat the, they overcame it. They, whatever. And it's like, that character might just feel relief. <laughs> They're not, uh, they might not, they might not even feel good about the ending of it. Story that you and I wrote uh, called The Townsfolk. I love the way it ends. It's one of my favorite things about the whole story. And I've been, I've been reworking it and playing around with it and 
inspiring a lot of stuff, but you know, the ending scene is like, it's a horror movie. And at the end they, you know, let's just say they win to some degree, but it's like, do they, do they really win? Like how, how they drive away. And that's such an important point. And there's something about that, that gives that story weight to me where it's like, yeah, like it's still horrific. It's still brutal. And it's like, they're just kind of like relieved that it's done, but there's, it's not really done. And I think this is an important point for us to remember when we look at our own lives is that there's no, like, sometimes there's no moment where you just go, Oh, and I'm done. And it's just like, I can celebrate now. It's like sometimes winning your story is just getting to a point where you resolve something and it's a fucking relief and you don't have to carry it with you anymore, but you can step back, I think, and be an audience member of your life, which I think is an important element of this story, which is that you can step back from not just being in your life as the character, but step back and watch your life and go like, you did that. Look at you. Look what, look what you did. And like, and, 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 and appreciate it from an outsider looking at your life, observing it and going like, you know, you, that character, like there's moments where characters do things and like that character might not feel great, but I feel great for them. And you can give yourself that. And, you know, um, there's, I always try to think of it like, you know, you're, you're watching your life at all times while you're living it or you can at least. And sometimes, you know, I think it's important to be present, but sometimes you can reposition your presence in the sense that you can step out of yourself and look at yourself from an outside point of view and go like, are, are you like, look at yourself? Like, are you doing well? Are you okay? You know, and if I was to look at it, like almost like a, I almost, I, I personally look at it a bit of a spiritual thing, but I think of it as my higher self can come in and be like, yeah, I know you're really scared right now, but are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm okay. Okay. So you're scared. No problem. That's natural. It's human. You're allowed to be scared. Nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with that response. You can be scared. We can exist here. We're okay. Yeah, we're okay. But I'm scared. But that's okay. Let's feel the fear. Let's work through the fear. You know? And then, you know, you become kind of the narrator and the storyteller at the same time you're playing out the character in your life. And, uh, you know, as as a narrator as you know, as I'm, I'm, as I'm working through the character's life, I mean, I can go like, you know, let's, let's put the character through hell, but like, let's bring them somewhere, you know? And so like, you know, you might be looking at your life and go, well, I'm not choosing this. And it's like, yeah, but you're, where are you going? Who are you becoming? What's happening? Something I said, this was very early on in the podcast and you cut it into one of our trailers it was like, the oh, fuck, I feel like that is kind of the point for me in a lot of this is that I've often been focused so much on where I'm going and what I'm going to accomplish. And something I sometimes forget to pay attention to, which I've made m- myself m- be more mindful of, which is that who will I become when I get there? And I think when you look at where you are in the plot, Forget about the events of what will happen and what hardship you'll have to go through and all of that. And think about if I go forth and I do the thing that I need to do or want to do or should do or I know is good or whatever, 
who will I become by going on that adventure and that journey and rising to the occasion? And, and if you can celebrate that victory, I think you can handle the difficult plot moments that occur externally of you. Because at the end of the day, all that really matters is that you are with you and who you become is more important than, than where you end up. Because you could end up in a good place and be a really fucking horrible person. And that might be worse than anything you could ever imagine. So I might suggest that the first victory is in self and the second victory is in the external expression of wherever you are. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.